Welcome to the Kingdom Citizen Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Phillips. In this series, we've been focusing in on what it means to follow Jesus and what it means to follow him and being obedient to his commands. In today's episode, we're going to be focusing in on the command to make disciples, not only to be a disciple, but what it means to follow Jesus in multiplying our life in his name and for his kingdom. So I hope you hear from the Lord. I hope you become even more established in the faith and live out your full potential as a kingdom citizen. Let's go. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, something that's near and dear to my heart, and that is Jesus' command to make disciples. Now, if you're going to be a disciple who makes disciples who makes disciples, there's some truths that must be anchored into our heart. And truth number one is this that an encounter with Jesus, it changes our life and it compels us to tell others about him. That's the number one truth of someone who's marked as a disciple that makes disciples. A second truth that must anchor down deep within us is that God commands his followers to multiply. You know, in the world, in life, in nature, healthy things multiply. And a healthy follower of Jesus is not only obedient to him, but a healthy follower of Jesus multiplies in his name. And there's a third truth we're really going to focus on throughout today's lesson. That's this, that to be a follower of Jesus is to be an ambassador for his name and an ambassador for his kingdom. We're more than just saved. We're more than just walking with Christ. We are walking out our faith as an ambassador, bringing others into the kingdom of God. Now, There's some good news that needs to be shared. I want you to think about this. What's the greatest news that you've ever heard? Was it about a wedding? Was it about a birthday? Was it about uh, something hugely special in your life? What's the greatest news that you ever received? Why don't you just think back on that for a second? Think about the how you anticipated that news coming, or think about the hope that you had in hearing that it was coming about. Well, in today's lesson, we're going to learn about Jesus' command to make disciples and looking into a story about a man who had anticipated some great news all of his life. And finally, one day that news came. And we're going to see how this disciple of Jesus walked out that good news that he finally heard and what that means for us if we're going to be obedient to Jesus and make disciples of others. Now, before we get into today's story that's going to help us live out this command of Christ, let me set a few things up for you. There was a man that was named John, and he was sent by God to prepare the people to receive Jesus. He was going from place to place. He was sharing God's message, baptizing people to show that they had turned from their sin. Now, some people, they became John's followers, but John didn't promote himself. He always spoke of one who was greater than him, and who was coming to take away the sins of the world. Now, that's where our story begins. And as I tell you this story, I want you to be listening for a few things that are really going to help us find these truths. I want you to be listening for who are the people in this story and try to see which one do you identify with the most? Which one would help you truly become an obedient follower of Christ who makes disciples? I want you to really listen to the story and ask yourself this question. 
How do we see people following Jesus in the story? What were their actions? What were their attitudes? What were their behaviors? As I tell you the story, keep listening, and I want you to think about what did Jesus tell his followers to do in the story? Were there instructions given? Was there a command that was made? Was there a promise to be had for those who would be obedient and make disciples? Now, as you listen to the story, another character is going to be introduced named Paul. And I want you to be listening. How did Paul encourage Christians like us to make disciples of others? And the whole time you're hearing this story, I want you to be asking yourself this question. How can I be an obedient follower of Jesus in making disciples? Now, here's our story from God's word. It's found in John chapter 1, Matthew chapter 28, and 2 Corinthians chapter 15. And this is our story. One day, John was standing with two of his disciples when Jesus walked by them. John looked at Jesus and he said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And immediately, his disciples knew what to do and they went and they followed Jesus. Now, when Jesus saw them coming after him, he said, what do you want? And they asked and said, teacher, where are you staying? We want to be with you. So Jesus took them to where he was staying and they spent the day with him. Now, one of these disciples was named Andrew. And after spending the day with Jesus, Andrew immediately went to find his brother, Peter. And he told him this. He said, we found the one that we have been looking for, the Savior of the world. And Andrew brought his brother to Jesus. The next day, others from the city also began to bring people to Jesus so they could follow him as well. And for three years, Jesus continued to gather many disciples. He showed them how to enter the kingdom of God, how to live as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, and how to help others enter the kingdom of God as well. After he died, after he was buried and he rose again, Jesus gathered his closest followers together and he gave them instructions on what they were to do after he returned to heaven. He said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now I want you to go. Go and make disciples of all nations. And when people believe, I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then teach them to be obedient to everything that I have taught you. And I want you to know, I will be with you until the end of the age. And after Jesus said this, He was taken up into heaven. The followers of Jesus, they did exactly as Jesus had commanded them. And even many years later, one of the followers of Jesus named Paul, he was a leader in the church and he wrote a letter to other believers and he encouraged them to take what they had received and to share it with others. And this is what he told them. He said, if you are a new creation in Christ, The old is gone and the new has come. All of this has been given through Jesus. And God has given us the work of helping others to come to him through Christ. Paul said to them, we are his messengers. And God is calling people to himself through us. 
And we are God's spokesmen saying, we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled with God. And this is the end of our story. Now help us to follow Jesus in making disciples. Man, I love this story. It's a great composite of John the Baptist, Andrew and Peter, Jesus' teachings, and Paul speaking into the life of the church for believers in the past and believers today and see that Jesus gave his disciples a clear command to make disciples of others. So let's talk about the instructions that Jesus gave to his disciples to obey his command. Now, when Jesus gathered them together, this was a very important time. He was about to leave the earth, go back to the right hand of the Father, but he had a very intimate encounter with his closest followers to give them a clear command, specific instructions, and to give them a great promise. Did you hear him in there? The command to go. If we are going to be obedient to Jesus and make disciples, that's the clearest command we must understand, that we must go to make disciples. That's the imperative that Jesus was giving. Now, when he gave us the instruction to go, the command, the imperative, he gave us instructions to be followed. Now, let's see if we can catch them. Do you remember what they were? He said, go, then make disciples, baptize them, and teach them to be obedient, okay? Now, I like to look at these in sequential order. When I'm looking at this for my life, when we're training people through fam and anything we're doing, we're seeing Jesus gave a command to be followed, and he's also giving us specific instructions to be lived out. And they are sequential. The power of his instruction are found when we take them to heart and we live them out in the way that Jesus gave them. Like number one, we have to go. Can't sit back, you have to go. Number two, when you go, what to do? It's to make disciples, not just make decisions, uh, not just make a political movement or anything like that. It is to make disciples of Jesus. Number three, baptize them very specifically into what? into the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, into the kingdom of God. And number four, right, to teach them to be obedient to everything that he's taught us. Now, when you think about these instructions that he gave and you see the sequential order, they start to make a lot of sense in the process of what it means to make a disciple. But if we get them out of order, right, it starts to get a little clunky. So, we tend to live them out some different ways. Instead of going one, two, three, and four, we kind of do them four, two, one, and three, right? We do four, three, two, one. We'll do anything but one, two, three, four. But I want to encourage you, as you seek as a kingdom citizen to live out Jesus' command to make disciples, I want you to hear that command clearly. We are to go, to go to the hurting, to go to the lost, to go to the broken, to go to those who have never heard, to go around the world, to go across the street, and to walk across the hallway at work. We have to go. When we go, what are we supposed to do? Just follow Jesus' commands. Just follow his instructions. Hey, number one, go. Number two, make disciples. That's sharing with them the gospel, introducing them to Christ, starting to show them what it means to live as a kingdom citizen. When they believe, we are to baptize them, marking them as a Christian and bringing them into the community of faith. Number four, that's when we're supposed to teach them. When they're born again, baptized, and part of the body of Christ, 
That's the environment that we are teaching them what it means to live as a kingdom citizen. And guys, in this command to make disciples, the Lord Jesus has given us a great promise. Man, I love it. It's a promise that can be applied to every area of our life as believers. It's the promise where Jesus said, I am with you to the very end. I love that promise. I want you to hear it from me. You can apply that to your whole life as a follower of Jesus. But the most direct interpretation is this. I will be with you always to the end of the age as you go making disciples, baptizing people, and teaching them to be obedient to everything that I have taught you. As we go living out the Great Commission, that's where the promise is really with us. As we go, He is with us. And it's so beautiful when we understand the promise in light of the command as we live out the instruction to be obedient to Jesus and make disciples. You know, I love how we get to learn from the three people in the story. And when you think about these three characters, I think we can see a lot of ourselves in John. We can see a lot of ourselves in Andrew. And we can learn a lot from Paul about what it means for us today to go in that command, live out those instructions, and receive the blessing of Jesus' promise. So let's try to apply what we can learn from John here with one big question. As you are trying to live as a kingdom citizen and make disciples, who are you pointing people to as their source? Their source for hope, their source for peace, their source for help, their source for provision. What we can learn from John is he was always pointing people to Jesus as the source for every need they have physically, emotionally, spiritually. And we can take that on in our life as disciple makers and learn from John to be pointing people to Jesus as the ultimate source for everything they need. Let's take a look at the life of Andrew. Now, very practically, Andrew's not John the Baptist, right? You're like, I can't be like John the Baptist. But a guy like Andrew, he sets an opportunity for us to say, you know what? This is a disciple who was making disciples who made other disciples. I want to take the the attitude of Andrew, the the actions of Andrew into my own life. And what I see about Andrew in the story is that he spent intimate time with Jesus. And after having that intimate time becoming his follower, he went and found others and brought them to Jesus from his circles of influence. It started with his brother. Then it went to other people and others. And it became such a habit and uh, part of his life that he was marked as a disciple for the rest of his days and as a disciple maker. So here's some application for you. When you think about taking on the attitude and actions of Andrew in your life, here's a question. How close are you to Christ? Are you abiding in such a way that you can make personal introductions between Jesus and those who don't know him yet? Can you be that conduit? Can you be that connection of bringing people to the feet of Jesus? So let's take a look now at the life of Paul. And let's see how Paul encouraged others to follow Jesus. You see, in the story, He was helping them to get a vision of God's preferred future for their lives by realizing 
who they were in Christ, who they belong to, and who they are to serve in this world. You know, I love this. When we think about what Paul said, he's really asking a question. Are you a new creation in Christ? And everybody said, yes. Well then, great. The old has passed away and the new has come. And if you're ready to receive that, and we all said, yes, I'm a new creation in Christ. Yes, I received that. The old's gone and the new has come. And then Paul says, great. I'm so glad you accept that part of this preferred future for your life. But let's flip the coin over. There's another side to it. And that side says this, just as you have been made new, you are also an ambassador of Christ. And guys, as kingdom citizens, if we're going to accept the new life in Christ, if we're going to accept that our old is gone and the new has come, we also have to accept the opportunity that has been thrust upon us, the mantle that is now upon our shoulders, that we are to be his ambassadors. We're representing him. We're sharing him with others. We're making those personal introductions. We are the hands and feet of Jesus representing him to a world that does not know him. Man, I want to be an obedient follower of Jesus. As I seek to live out my life as a kingdom citizen, I want to be one that makes disciples of others. And over the years, God's been molding me and shaping me into a disciple maker. Now, in my early days in walking with Christ, I, I wasn't really clear on what it truly means to be a disciple maker. I was doing the best I knew how to do. And, um, but just as God does, and maybe like he's doing even in this podcast, God brought something into my life when I was in my early 20s that he was really going to use to help me be a true disciple maker. I was in downtown Atlanta and little five points. And as I was there, we're sharing the gospel. We're trying to help people come to Christ. And a guy walks up and he gives me a little pamphlet, like a little handout. And the title of it was Born to Reproduce by Dawson Trotman. And I sat down on the curb. I'm reading through it. As I go through the, the story, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a plan to reach the whole world for Christ in 12 and a half years. So I'm loving it. I'm like, oh, man, I'm loving this. Then it showed a little map on how in 12 and a half years, we could reach 2.5 billion people. That's the population of the earth in 1950. If one disciple would make a disciple, who would make another disciple? So I'm like, man, I'm loving it. This is awesome in my young 20s. Then I, I flip to the next page and it says, but you're going to have to spend one to two years with one disciple and see them all the way through and invest in them like that. And I, I want to be honest. In my early 20s, I had a little bit of an ego problem, and I'm like, spend two, three years with one guy? I can't do that. I'm a flashy evangelist, right? I'm moving fast. I'm, I'm furious. I can't do that. And I took the booklet. I hate to admit it. I took it, and I threw it over my shoulder, and I littered on the streets of Atlanta. But what I didn't know is it was as if God grabbed that piece of literature, litter, and dropped it off at a place I was going to be 12 and a half years later and create a great teachable moment in my life to truly follow the command of Christ to make disciples. 12 and a half years later, I find myself in Beaumont, Texas. I'm preparing a sermon series for our church on discipleship. Man, I'm reading all kinds of stuff. I'm gathering all kinds of resources. I go into our church library. Now, if you're looking for message information for your sermon in the church library, you're in trouble. But that's where I found myself, right? 
And as I got in there, I saw this little booklet that had about an inch of dust on it, had a janky staple sticking out the side. And I look at the lady guy in the library and I'm like, hey, can I check this out? And she says, you can have it. We don't know where it has come from. It's been here a long time. You can just have it. And I took it back, blew the dust off of it, got it back to my office. And I started reading those pages again. It was born to reproduce. I got to that page about reaching the whole world's population in 12 and a half years. One disciple, making a disciple, who make another disciple. Man, I'm so excited. I'm catching the vision. And I turned to that last page. But you're going to have to spend one to two years, two to three years with one disciple, seeing them through, bringing them to maturity, helping them to reproduce. And a great conviction came into my life. It was as if the Lord and I start having a conversation. It went kind of like this. Do you remember when you deemed this irrelevant? And I said, yes. And the Lord says, well, it's been about 12 and a half years. How many disciples do you have? So I started counting them on my fingers. I was probably 30, 31, 32 years old. And I'm like, okay, one, two, three, maybe three, time will tell, but probably two and a half. Now, as I figured I had about two and a half disciples, I had thousands of decisions, people that I'd help make decisions for Christ. When I counted it up, I probably had about two and a half disciples. And the Lord says, that's a lot different than 2.5 billion, isn't it? Maybe we need to rethink some things. And that journey from that day set me and my wife out on a journey that we would no longer be in the ministry or the business of making decisions, but we would dedicate our life to making disciples who could make disciples who could make disciples of others. And it led us to express this disciple-making vision through the ministry that we started called the For All Mankind Movement. In the same way that I had this encounter that was truly revolutionary for my life, I want to give you a final application today. And I want to give it in asking a question. So what is God doing in your life to mold you and shape you into his image as a great disciple maker? Here's a second question to consider. How can you develop a disciple-making attitude and healthy habits as a kingdom citizen who is being obedient to Jesus as you make disciples. Think about the life of John. He was pointing people to Jesus as their ultimate source. Think about the life of Andrew, reaching into his circles of influence, taking the intimacy he had experienced with Christ and using that to make introductions between others and Jesus. And think about the life of Paul, where he says in the same way that the old is gone and the new has come, you have been given an ambassadorship. These three examples can really set a great way to start shaping healthy habits, a great attitude, and set our mind on making disciples as kingdom citizens. When we take what Jesus has done for us and share it with others, we are doing the greatest thing that one person can do for another. Now, Jesus calls this being a fisher of men. When we call people to Christ and help them to obey Him, 
We and ourselves are obeying Jesus' command to make disciples. And as we go, Jesus is with us every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Our book, Following Jesus, is listed, available for you in the notes. In our next episode, we're going to be learning about Jesus' command to remember and act upon the sacrifice that he made for us. You're not going to want to miss it. Now let's go and make disciples as kingdom citizens.